So Miley Cyrus, uh, yes, she hosted the VMA Awards recently and came out in a series of Dada-esque and Picasso-based here's my groin, you can tell exactly how close I shaved my lady parts kind of outfits. She looked uh, alternatively like something uh, Smarties wrapped in saran wrap. Uh, she looked like a uh, something furry uh, that you'd probably want to get a doctor to look at if you found a small one on your person somewhere. And uh, she looked like, uh, you know, space thong stripper princess and all kinds of nonsense. And um, of course, she was the Disney princess uh, from the Hannah Montana show where she was this wholesome, clean-cut girl. And now she's become this uh, semi-demonic tattooed monstrosity of emaciated anti-sexuality who seems to be perpetually drawn to attempt to lick one or both of her ears at the same time. Naturally, she's come out as pansexual. In other words, uh, she likes having sex with flutes. I'm not sure. No, actually, I think that means that, ooh, she's kissed a girl. Wild girl has kissed another girl and had a lesbian relationship. Ooh, that's so edgy. That's so boring. I mean, that was old when Madonna was young, and that's saying something. Um, hey, you date a Mormon? That's edgy. You date an Amish guy? That's edgy. Oh, I kissed another girl. <laughs> How edgy am I? And, um, yeah, the jokes weren't particularly funny. And, uh, the fact that she showed a nipple, I mean, it's like she doesn't even know the internet exists. I guess old guys at MTV maybe think like a nipple is really, really exciting. But, uh, I don't know, a nipple is what you click on to get to the porn, if, if I understand how the internet works correctly. So the idea that she had a wardrobe malfunction is all kinds of ridiculous. But um, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible for kids, and it's terrible, of course, for young women in particular. Okay, a couple of tips for, for young women out there. Again, this is the dad-you-never-had talk. Number one, she's really pretty. Really, 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 like one in 10,000, one in 100,000 pretty. I mean, again, when she's not attempting to uh, have you check under her tongue for lumps uh, by licking the back of her neck. She's really pretty. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but pretty people can get away with a huge amount because they're pretty. When I was younger, I would date these women and you could tell the prettier they were, the hotter they were, the more ridiculous their ideas were. I can do remote viewing. <laughs> really, can you see me undressing you in your mind? Because I'm not really listening. Uh, you know, remote viewing, psychic phenomena, a lot of them were into astrology and not astronomy. That would be cool. Astrology and so on. And the reason being that, you know, people who want to bang you don't really criticize you. So you can get away with an awful lot and still get positive attention if you're really pretty. If you're not really pretty, you look like a lunatic. I mean, you, you really do. So <laughs> it's like the whole thing, like, take a really hot girl and put glasses on her. You know, you go to the optometrist or you go to pick up your glasses and there are all these really, really gorgeous people with glasses on. It's like, they're gorgeous, so the glasses look good. <laughs> put that on you or me. We don't look like that. They, their looks can survive glasses. They're not enhanced by glasses. So uh, Rick Perry, um, Southern Himbo, uh, accepted. But um, So really pretty people can get away with a lot. And uh, particularly if they're really skinny, uh, and have fairly nice uh, figures, um, uh, and uh, they can get away with a lot. Uh, so if you're really not that pretty, and you're tempted to go that route, you're just going to look weird to anybody with half a brain. I mean, Miley Cyrus looks weird anyway, but um, you're just going to look even weirder to, to people even less uh, enlightened. That's a number. Number two, she has a huge amount of wealth. See, that that also helps as well, because people will let you get away with a lot of crazy stuff if you're rich, particularly if you make them money, 
right? So her manager uh, and her record label and all that, they're all they don't care. If get publicity, go for it, because that makes them money. If you're out there dressing like some airbrush stripper tart from hell, and you're not rich, and you're not making anyone else money, it's not going to roll that way for you. So that's another really important thing to, uh, to, to understand. She has talent, right? She sings, she writes songs, she dances, and all that. And so that's all, you know, when you've got that looks and, and, and talent and all that, you can get away with a huge amount. You know, it's sort of what bothers me about like some of the rappers uh, in in the black community and and spilling over to other communities. You know, those rappers are like, you know, don't don't get up till noon and smoke some drugs and you know, who needs to work and screw the man and f the police and blah blah blah. It's like, you know, uh, rappers work pretty hard. <laughs> they get up early. I remember seeing Snoop Dogg on some morning show, and it's like, hey, you had to get up pretty early. You wasn't sleeping till noon, smoking a lot of drugs. He got up. He got into makeup, he got the work done, and cutting an album is a huge amount of work, and going on tour is a huge amount of work. MC Hammer, the man who single-handedly called in a lightning stride on $10 million worth of cash, uh, you know, he got his start by, you know, cutting an, an EP uh, back when you had to sell it on tapes, and he would go to clubs, and he'd sell them out the back of his car. I mean, the guy was a real hustler. He worked really, really hard. So there are all these people out there. This also happens with, like, the Adam Sandler and the Seth Rogen and all these, like, loser comedies who are like, isn't it cool to not really work? And isn't it cool to just smoke a lot of drugs? And isn't it cool to not really be going anywhere in your life? Well, they didn't get to make movies by sitting around. Those guys work like dogs. They work incredibly hard, but they're putting out all these memes about, hey, man, work is for suckers. What is They just don't want any com- competition from the Goyam? I don't know. <laughs> but the reality is that uh, these people can get away with a lot. Number four, whatever it is, she's got security. You know, She's got bodyguards, so she can go out looking like that. She's not going to be in any personal danger because there's a large phalanx of penises attached to very broad shoulders and possibly even weaponry that keep people away from her. If you go out dressing like that without armed guards, you might not have quite as secure and fun a time. Uh, and she, of course, also has a gated community around her. She has um, uh, somebody at the front of her house, I'm sure, who makes sure nobody gets in. Uh, she's got electrified fences and all of that. Uh, you know, she gets a stalker. She's, you know, Sandra Bullock accepted, most likely going to be okay. You get a stalker. Being an average Joe or Jane, probably not going to kind of go the same way. And um, it's not a, a um, they call this trophy wives and so on. The reality is that men of substance and quality do not marry crazy looking, high maintenance, heavily made up gold diggers. They just don't. They don't. Like people who are worth half a million dollars to five million dollars, they tend to go for plain Janes. Because why? Because they're saying, look, I want to get married. I want to have kids. So I'm looking for a good mom for my children. So, you know, if you want to go and do a little scroll through Miley Cyrus's um, uh, pictures of, of what she wears. And, you know, in 10 or 15 years, she's basically going basically gonna to be Stifler's mom, which is like, oh, mom, <laughs> I didn't want to actually see where I came from that closely. And you look at Miley Cyrus, and she's not going to be a mom that is going to be of quality, right? She's going to be just some high-shrieking, massive-maintenance lunatic uh, who's going to ignore the children and let them be raised by uh, nannies who duck thrown pots (laughs) and pans from her pretty little overmade hand. And so, you you know, when you want to get involved in a romantic or sexual relationship with someone— any man with any brains is going to say, okay, what's the quality of this person? Uh, they have integrity, their honesty and diligence and, and loyalty and virtue and all those kinds of things. None of which 
you know, this pancake, this pancake hot mess uh, shows to the nth degree. And so you're just not going to have anything to do with her. And sexuality, of course, you know, it's a big person's game that makes real people. And the reason that we have sexual desire is so that we can make children. And of course, as a um, highly child investment case selected species, we really want to invest in those kids and we really want to transfer good values to our kids. And you can do that, of course, if you have a high quality partner. Uh, if you have someone who smokes a lot of pot and does all these crazy things and uh, is uh, com- a complete hot oversexualized uh, mess in a basket, if it's uh, 12 pounds of oversexualized crazy and a two pound negligee, well, then you're not going to have a very fun time raising kids. And therefore, what is all this sexual display for? Well, it's kind of like a baboon mating ritual. In other words, the goal is to hyper stimulate your sexuality as a male so that your neofrontal cortex, your seat of reasoning and judgment, shuts down. And this is, in general, an invitation to stay in the dregs, to stay in the basement, bottom, sub-basement, ninth layer of Dante and hell of society. Because this kind of hypersexual display makes a man so physically aroused. I don't find her sexy, but, you know, obviously she's doing it for a reason. Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. I like a few more curves. But um, she puts on this hypersexual display so that you stop thinking. And the reason that you have to stop thinking is if you're looking at her tits, you're not evaluating her personality. In other words, she'll flash you her hole so that you don't see the giant hole where her soul should be. And so you're distracted by the sexuality, by her butt. Oh, my God, look at her butt. What's she wearing and all that? So you don't think about her quality as a human being, particularly as a mother. So she is the junk food of sexuality. You know, like we like... Uh, sugar, uh, because sugar led us to fruit, which kept off uh, things like uh, um, uh, rickets and scurvy and so on. And so we liked having all that fruit. And of course, sugar was a great incentive for us to go and get stung by bees or something like that. So, you know, sugar is fine and, and sexual desire is fine. But when you indulge it on junk, you get sick spiritually, emotionally and uh, physically, of course, because this kind of hypersexuality makes just about every pretty faced ground zero for a massive Krakatoa of STD transmission uh, that basically makes your penis uh, want to hop off, go off planet and find an asteroid to mine so that it doesn't have to be anywhere near the endless microbes that you have jumping up and down in it from the squishy mess of hot women. And so this uh, is uh, how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to find a quality woman. When you have this kind of hypersexual display, what it is is saying, forget about my quality as a human being. Impregnate me so that then I have power over you. I can take you to court. I get 20 years or 25 years of uh, you. You get to go to baby jail and pay me every month so they don't put you in the only modern debtor's prison known to mankind, which is men who don't pay child support payments. So you can't go to debtor's prison unless you're a man. Why? I guess it's got something to do with male privilege. So this is a woman, she's like a quicksand. She's modeling this behavior of hypersexuality so that men stop thinking. And it's true, when men are aroused, or even if they're just talking to women, their brain tends to shut down considerably, which is why men look kind of stupid to women a lot of times, even though we do some amazing stuff in the world, like make civilization and all that. And so with this kind of pretty toothy, licky quicksand, the goal is to get you sexually stimulated to the point where you stop thinking, have sex, and that way you're captured. And uh, you're going to have some vengeful woman with a baby noose around your neck and uh, a legal noose around your uh, penis for the next 20 years. And so she gets what she wants, 
but you don't get really anything that you want except three minutes of squishy fun followed by 25 years of baby jail. So uh, yeah, steer away from this stuff. It really is uh, a quicksand. Uh, and if you have uh, daughters, if you have sons, keep them away from this uh, unbelievable. This is a Picasso portrait and yawning more to very the very bowels of hell itself. And of course, this kind of hypersexuality is uh, what is doing so much to destroy the foundation of Western civilization, which is the two-parent household that actually spends time raising their kids. Miley Cyrus's parents have almost divorced uh, twice. I think his um, her father has some kids from another marriage. And, you know, it's the usual postmodern mosaic of a stitched-together family Frankenstein uh, that is generally the monster that races around consuming and destroying Western civilization. So let's turn it back. Guys, point your penis towards quality, not quantity, and you will be a much happier man in the long run. This is Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Please like, share, and subscribe. Leave your outraged comments and perhaps photos below, and we look forward to hearing from you in the show. Take care.